Hello and welcome to Pixels and Ink, episode 136. Melanie is sadly out doing some things for the office, but I am joined by Phil Brown. That's me. Wayne Santos. <laughs> and me, I am Brendan Fry, editor-in-chief at CG Magazine. So let's get started. It's actually been a pretty busy week with a lot of weird news. It has it's indeed. It's Christmas. Yes. That's all that anybody Yes. It's Christmas. So um, do you want to start with big headlines first? or Sure. Well, I'll, I'll leave that to you. All right. Well, you seem to have them all ready to go. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a run on this first because obviously the big story is um, the escalating insanity of the Sony hack situation, which yeah. um, as of yesterday escalated to the point where – there was a threat uh, made against Sony, uh, suggesting that there would be some sort of a 9/11 style attack on any theater playing the upco- the previously upcoming Seth Rogen yeah. comedy, The Interview, and now it is canceled. Uh, Sony is not only will not be opening on Christmas; they have zero plans to release it in any form at any time. Have you seen it yet? No, I know I some was, people have seen it. Yeah, some people have. Um, I was actually initially going to see it uh, immediately after this recording, but now but we'll no longer be doing that. Yeah. So were there two screenings in the city then? Because I know some people saw it in the city. Yeah, I guess I had been. Uh, I'll say this on mic. Why not? I had been. Uh, I had been told uh, that the one today was the only one scheduled, and then I received an email from Sony saying that it was uh, embargoes were off and it was okay to write your reviews, <laughs> which I thought was con- which I found confusing. And then confirmed with Sony that, in fact, there was no other screening in the city um, officially, um, although obviously there was. There was. Yes. Um, but, uh, hey, that's how, uh, that's how this game works. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, what, what can you do? My guess is that there was, um, there was going to be uh, some sort of uh, interview uh, opportunity with uh, Seth Rogen uh, uh, that then uh, evaporated as a result of everything everything that happened so anyway <clears throat> in terms of yeah uh, how i feel about this i think it is uh, ridiculous um I like i completely understand uh why it happened um because uh you know if were anything to happen whether it be oh yeah whether it be connected to the terrorist attack or just some you know wacko taking advantage mm-hmm. of the fear to stage some sort of dark knight rises type shooting yeah, exactly. or something like say, that yeah then, you know, Sony would be held accountable uh, for so this. not worth it. And not worth it, yeah. And then the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and then uh, initially um, when the threat was made public, they had left it open to theater owners as to whether or not they even wanted to show the movie, yeah. and then pretty well all of them said they didn't um, for the same reason. No kidding. So I understand why uh, that's happened, but obviously I'm not thrilled about it. A, because mm. I wanted to see the movie. Uh, B, because it sets a dangerous precedent. It does, yeah. Uh, C And C, because, um, you know, well, the plot of the movie I could see – uh, the leader of North Korea having a problem with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's no even, speaking even as someone who really enjoys Seth Rogen's movies. There's no doubt in my mind that this was a movie primarily designed around dick and fart jokes. Yep, and that the Americans were going to look infinitely stupider than any of the Korean characters, and that it would have no connection whatsoever to reality. However, course, yeah. unfortunately, we're talking about a country that also seems to have little to no connection to reality. So um, they took it a little bit too personally. Um, what's amazing and how out of hand it's gotten is that uh, the Alamo Draft House, a uh, very small independent chain, theater chain in uh, the U.S., uh, mm-hmm. I think they have like five locations or something like that, uh, their initial plan uh, was to play uh, Team America yeah. on Christmas instead, and uh, Paramount has refused to even allow that to happen. Weird. Which, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, a widely available film uh, they don't want to screen uh, for fear of any sort of attack. So it's, yeah, it's very bizarre. Obviously, nothing's ever happened like this before. No. Um, it's kind of amazing simply because, you know, it's not as if this is the first comedy that's made in this style. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, Team America did yeah. something, what I'm assuming, some a, a far more vicious portrait of, of Kim yeah. Jong-il and... Um, and that, you know, the South Park movie had Satan having anal sex with Saddam Hussein in also, between two wars with I mean, Saddam Hussein. I mean, you also had the fact that in the Hot Cold shots. War, there were so many movies about, like, Russia. Yeah. Uh, uh, Russia is still the primary yeah, villain. exactly, yeah. Yeah, um, as recently as two years ago, uh, the Red Dawn remake was reshot so that the villain was no longer the Chinese, yeah. the villain was North Korea. Yeah. And uh, there was no issue there. Exactly. It's, it's, really um, it's very, very bizarre. Um, I still, like, part of me, until the FBI said that they had found some sort of yeah. tie to North Korea that they didn't reveal the source of, I just thought, I just assumed it was hackers. Mm. Because obviously, a hackers group attacking Sony is not new news in no. any stretch of the imagination. And the and what they did would be the exact type of publicity stunt I would see uh, a uh, hacker group doing. Um, if it is a uh, government-sanctioned uh, military yeah. hacking, then it's very bizarre. They chose to do so through celebrity gossip. Super weird. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird move, but uh, obviously one that worked. And, uh, yeah, the whole thing's just very bizarre. Um, I Yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, I sincerely hope that Sony does put the movie out at a certain point. I did appreciate in their statement uh, saying that they were banning it that they still support um, the free speech of their filmmakers yeah. and their product. Um, and But, you know, if it's unavailable, that's a problem. Uh, the other thing is if the concern um, uh, from the standpoint of North Korea about this being released was that uh, yeah, bootlegs and imports mm. would come into the country and it would... It's now going to be even worse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a million times worse. Um, I'm also, even if Sony never releases it commercially in any form, there's no doubt in my mind that it will be available illegally, yeah. probably even by Christmas. Um, so, I, But I, my thing is, I'm amazed Sony didn't just, because it has this, so many VOD platforms that it could yeah. utilize. Yeah. It has the Sony uh, Movies Unlimited. Yeah, it PlayStation Store. Yeah, PlayStation. It could have done numerous things, just yeah. say, you know, it's like, screw it, theaters don't want it. Christmas Day. Actually, no. Now you can buy it now. Sixty there, bucks. Yeah, no. There are so many ways. The problem is just that they really are in a panic over what happened. They just—they don't want to chance anything else. Exactly, and yeah. you know, yeah, there are so many other ways that they could be targeted through this thing. It also opens up, um, provided that this is in fact mm. a military, a mili- a, like a government yeah. sanctioned thing, that uh, opens up like a cyber warfare situation, the likes of which we've never seen before, and is kind of frightening. In but its implications. here's the thing: if Sony releases it, or just you know, something, they accidentally leak it. Mm-hmm. Just say, oh, a computer system must have been hacked by someone else. They took the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's now on every torrent site. Yeah, we yeah. are so sorry. Oh, the trouble is Sony wouldn't want to do that simply because Sony still wants to make some fucking money <laughs> off this thing. So I'm sure like the meetings being had now, although under the veil of panic, are also about but seriously how we're going to get some cash out of it. We need something. Yeah, this we costs gotta, $40 million. Yeah, we, we, need need to get our, we need to get our investment back. So, yeah. Uh, maybe it's, Netflix? It's bizarre. Yeah, it's totally possible. But, th- but then it's like... Could the hackers then attack Netflix? Oh, Netflix, Netflix is a Netflix much more. Com- uh, Netflix is a much more stable entity. It also doesn't have any servers anywhere near. Least, I mean, 
agreed, except that I would have thought that was true of Sony. As no, well. idea. no one thinks that of Sony. Sony's, nope. a, Sony's a giant mess. It's always been a giant mess. I think it's really more an issue of nobody's really bothered yeah. to go after Netflix exactly. yeah, because yeah, they've yeah, never yeah, had yeah. anything against them. But yeah. I refuse to believe that somehow well, no, here's the thing, their Wayne. network is so much more secure. I think, yeah, I don't think I, anything could be is completely well no but i think what uh, netflix backbone is amazon and amazon is really protected yeah because yeah, I mean, even but who knows? Not yeah. yeah who knows no one's ever actually gone after them yeah. right? that's true yeah so yeah. like it's hard to say but I'm, I'm kind of amazed that north korea actually could do this because don't they still use like 486s there or something nonsense they like, have like, I, I read an article um published last year uh, i believe in cnn maybe yeah. the guardian that they have a i think 1700 strong hacker force what yeah that they've <laughs> been they've, they've they been yeah, North yeah, that they've I been mean, training and using for quite some time okay that seems insane yeah who's selling i agree North Korea? <laughs> i couldn't I, agree more i don't uh, think that's actually true but okay yeah i don't i don't, I don't yeah. know I mean, I it could be almost misinformation. I mean, let's not forget, like, most of the computer manufacturing plants are pretty close to them. Also, yeah. you have to remember one major thing. The Sony hack wasn't actually that savvy. It was someone, one of the assistants, mm. had a file on their computer called, like, passwords. And it yeah. had a password to everything. I know. And they snuck into this one computer with a Trojan yeah. and just downloaded this file. Yeah. And then they say, well, we have access to everything. We might as well just yeah. download so that's yeah. not yeah. exactly yeah. a brilliant hack. Yeah. It's true. It's true. But there are people infinitely yeah. more talented. I don't know. Like, the whole I'm, thing, it's so hard to predict yeah. my, how it will go. Myself, I'm just going to assume that this is kind of similar to the big scare with the Soviet Union in the 80s. Yeah. Where everybody... Um, especially in Europe, was like you know terrified of the Soviet Union's unstoppable mm-hmm. tank um, mm-hmm. you know, armada, mm-hmm. and then once the fall of communism came, blah blah blah, it actually turned out that the tank armada didn't actually exist. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, most of them were junkers and actually weren't even really working very well. Mm-hmm. They built up this reputation for like you know, they're just going to roll over Europe with their tanks if they ever get pissed off. Yeah, and you know Russia sort of you know fed off that reputation. Yeah, but of course, it wasn't actually true. Of so. course, but at the same time, we do know like one hundred percent that they have nuclear warheads. But they yeah. don't. They have nuclear warheads, but they don't have the propulsion technology to get mm-hmm. them very far. Yeah. So they might be able to get Japan. Yeah. But nowhere else. They probably have boats though. The U.S. are strictly monitoring the waters around there i understand it's like, just you yes. know it only takes one nuclear yeah. attack for I just, like I just things to a, be unprecedentedly yeah. horrible i just I mean, have a difficult time believing that you know it's like any country that seems so resolutely anti-technology would yeah. suddenly have like this cutting edge hacker team i know and it's like you guys are still you know you still got farmers that are farming the way they did like centuries ago and yet somehow you've got like cutting-edge computers except except for the fact that the economic disparity there is insane yeah the government has you know they have proportionately bigger resources than most countries of that size i like I, i guess for me it's like i have a difficult time thinking that anybody in the government is actually technologically savvy enough to say we got to get in on this computer thing yeah yeah yeah. I'm also going to throw it out there. Most of the money comes from China. Yeah. And as soon as they do anything to actually upset the overall market that China is kind of mm-hmm. cultivating, yeah. China will pull its funding and North Korea will just collapse yeah. wholeheartedly. And, and U.S. has been very specifically siding with China for that. Exact, yeah. Out of, out of, amongst many other reasons, yeah. that concern is, no, is, is certainly part of it. The whole, yeah, the, it's, it's, just, it's just strange. It's hard to say where it goes, what's, ha- what's even happening now. It's, and it's just amazing that this all hinged on, you know, a 
R-rated like gross-in yeah, comedy. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it's, it's just really, the whole thing it's complete is complete nonsense. Twisted. Yeah. The stars in Hollywood are clearly not impressed. No. Yeah. From like the Twitter comments. Yeah, the Twitter comments oh, yeah, are really yeah. interesting. It's been insane. Yeah, Rob Lowe and uh, yeah. Newt Gingrich got yeah. into a debate, which I a sentence I never thought I'd say. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of amazing. And uh, yeah, a shame because I just I I know I will be able to see this movie at a certain point, but I'm so frustrated that I haven't seen it now. Yeah, quite, I want to see it so bad. Quite probably, it's like you know, Movies Unlimited is going to be the first to benefit from. Mm-hmm. It. I would imagine so, yeah. or Sony yeah. just says screw it. Whoever wants this movie, fire sale. Yeah. One million dollars, get it off her hands. Yeah. And it's also like, you know, uh, more people are ever going to see this movie yeah. than ever would have yeah, seen yeah. it if none of this yeah, had I happened. I mean, it's like at this point, the second that it pops up on Movies yeah. Unlimited, I'm yeah. going to rent it and watch it. But here's the thing. Sony could just totally charge a premium so. for it. They could say, yeah. you want this movie? It's available Christmas Day. Mm. 60 bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Renting for $60 a day. Absolutely. But as soon as uh, one person who knows oh, yeah. that. Or, yeah. It's yeah. torn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it, that thing. Unfortunately, yeah, that's, it's so hard to control. Things like it's super show. weird. It's amazing to me that, that there is even uh, money to be Apparently made off it, of the uh, VOD I know, services. I know there was some reports that it already had leaked online, but I haven't seen anything about that yet. Yeah, well, I mean, I know Gawker posted footage of the uh, Kim Jong-un's head exploding. Yeah. Um, and it was watermarked like a screener. Yeah. So there's, there is at, a least, version. at least one that exists. Yeah. I know people were talking about it has leaked, but mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't seen anyone say Yeah, I haven't able to Then again, I'm not one yeah. that... Frequent leaking sites and things like that, so I wouldn't know where to look. I I, I have been looking. Uh, it's, it's, I'm, not, I'm not like this a master an of it, interesting but uh, it's not question there, though, yeah. for like you know next year. I mean, like you know, how do you think Disney would react if they suddenly got threats that you know we're going to firebomb a theater if you show the next Avengers? Like, would they oh, back totally. down? No, or would Sony they say would. screw you guys? The kids want to see the Avengers. Yeah. If they want to risk their lives watching it, we back them up 100%. Well, I'm going to throw it out there. The Avengers, them. the amount of money they'd make from the Avengers mm-hmm. is yeah. so astronomically bigger yeah. than they'll ever make from the interview. Oh, certainly. Sony's like, we might make a few we, a few million from this. It's just not worth it. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Marvel's I mean, it w- like, we'll make two billion. We're fine. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it was just, I mean, certainly that shooting didn't uh, stop Warner Brothers uh, making a fortune off the Dark Knight uh, Rises, right? So That's true. So yeah, no. It, but anyway, super weird. Um, uh, in other uh, Sony hack <laughs> related news, um, I've got uh, uh, some more emails leaked about the uh, Sony Marvel Spider Man situation, okay. and it, they've said that uh, there will be a meeting in January uh, to discuss uh, plans yeah. uh, about this happening. Which I'd imagine, given the overwhelming uh, internet support to this happening uh will probably be moving forward quite quickly and initially uh like there there's a they've at marvel they've reached a point in production where uh aside from perhaps a like small after, cam, credit, yeah. after credit scene uh spider-man will not be in civil war of as course, was yeah. hoped so now the game plan is to introduce him in the avengers 3 and 4 infinity wars uh, Double blockbuster. So um, I'd imagine there will be news about that fairly I shortly. Honestly, I don't think Sony's going to budge. It needs right now. It needs the cash cows it has, and I don't think but they're not making money off those Spider-Man movies. That's the thing. They still made some money. Not really. Uh, not really. I mean, I mean, right now, it's Sony's the one that's like dragging its heels. Yeah, because right? here's the thing, like. The movie, that yeah, each movie made less than the previous. Yeah, I know that. The marketing spent on it worldwide is insane, and they don't get a dime of the merchandise. Oh, that's true. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if 
yeah, they do the sixty forty deal and then get a little cut of the merchandise yeah. and then make infinitely yeah. more than they So in other ever words, would. all they do is just basically we'll sit here, put some money towards it, and you just do your thing and yeah. get his money. Yeah. Like right now the issue is not in any way the split of profits no. or anything. I think they see that value. The issue is that uh, Marvel wants to ensure that Sony has no creative input whatsoever. And I don't blame and, them and specifically that Avi Arvid be removed entirely. Which are both the decisions that need to happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. Right behind those. things. Sony does not know how to make those movies. Yeah, a hundred percent. But I think what the issue is right now is entirely to that producer Avi Arvid, who yeah, that's his cash cow. Yeah, and uh, so um, again, I I find it pretty well impossible to believe that this won't happen. It's also the fact that um, after this leak, I'm. I'm sure in the new year we're going to hear a lot of these producers and execs at Sony are just gone. Yeah. Because they've, they've burned enough bridges with these, even though they're private emails that you shouldn't expect. You, mm. There's no concept these would be, ever be made public. These mm-hmm. are private emails between two private individuals. Mm-hmm. And, but the fact they have been made public is Sony can never work with those people in relation to the people they're dealing with. So they can never, mm-hmm. like Angelina Jolie is never going to work with Sony until that person's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Sandler's probably not going to work with Sony again until these th- people are gone that mm-hmm. have insulted them. Even if they aren't wrong, mm-hmm. the, they need these celebrities to work with these people. I agree with you, except for the fact that this whole thing like creates such a dangerous precedent in terms of uh, dirty laundry being aired. But, that it, but Sony... I think there would be support within the community to keep like specifically mm. Amy Pascal, someone like Amy Pascal, yeah. employed simply because it's like if if she goes because yeah. of this, then I could be next because I've mm. said worse things in emails. You know what True. I mean? True. Yeah. So like I, I agree but with you, you. Like I'm sure those discussions are being had, and it's going to be kind of fascinating to see how that well, plays you out. The fact but that you just so, don't know. You have the fact Sony Japan is looking at what's going on at Sony Pictures and saying, mm. no, this is this is not good. Yeah. We, yeah. we want we want want this cleaned up. We don't want to be a, the joke of the world right now. Yeah. yeah. Make this better. Find yeah. a way to make this. And if and Sony Japan right now does not want to be bleeding money. And this Sony Pictures is the one thing that was making the money, and now it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has well, its interest. No, I mean, you know, it's like and PlayStation. Sony, and PlayStation's, PlayStation's doing yeah. pretty well. PlayStation's doing uh, okay, but, yeah. uh, it's not just the is Cass yeah. is in charge of all of Sony right now, right? Yeah. So I can see Cass just coming down yeah. and saying. You guys are gone. Yeah. These people are taking over. Yeah. Say it's my fault. Yeah, Bye. Yeah, yeah. Fly my jet. Yeah. Kazurai is currently yeah. CEO. So. I could see him just coming down there and saying, nope, this is what's going to happen. You're all gone. Mm-hmm. Pack up. Yeah. We'll see what happens. It's going to be, it, it's it, gonna regardless, be, it's, it's going to be worse before it's better. Yeah. It's There's fascinating. a witch hunt going on in that company. Yeah. Anyway, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. If, if it was someone internal, as the hacks have said, that there's someone sympathetic to the cause of not getting the interview out, mm-hmm. there's going to be a clean of house no matter what yeah, happens. Absolutely. One other bit of hacked news is that uh, uh, a s- summary for Paul Feig's Ghostbusters yeah. movie leaked. Oh, also, we should talk about the uh, script for the new uh, James Bond movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Spectre yeah. movie. Well, let's yeah, talk about that, the Ghostbusters that has first. An affi- yeah, well, we, you know, we can talk about Bond real yeah. quick because it's sort of a, it's kind of a short thing, which is that uh, it's known that that script has, was part yeah. of the leak. It has not been uh, put, put out yet. No, apparently they were talking about the ending has leaked. Yeah, no, the, like yeah. a summary has, yeah. but there's a full script out there. Oh, my God. Yeah, and they, the like producers of the movie like put out posts like pleading with the hackers not to release it. And yeah, <laughs> it's a really weird situation. Um, yeah, as to whether or not. They also revealed that it's like a $300 million movie, which is crazy. Crazy. Yeah, which is just crazy. Um, 
So yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, That's I, Avengers money. Ultimately, though, like it's a fucking Bond movie. I could probably guess the yeah. plot and be close. Oh yeah. So like it's not like I don't think it's gonna hurt things overall. But it is a weird. Yeah, the intellectual property theft going yeah. on with this is insane. Yeah, super insane. Uh, the Ghostbusters thing. Uh, we got a, a sense of his plot, which I actually think is not that horrible. All things considered, the idea would be completely unconnected uh, with the original Ghostbusters. Sure, uh, why not? Be a world without ghosts. And then a criminal who Paul Feig is hoping will be played by Peter Dinklage uh, is electrocuted, and there's an electric, supercharged electrical storm while he's being uh, sentenced to death by electrocution, and he uh, turns into a ghost that can raise the dead, and so he brings a flow of ghosts into New York City, and from there, uh, the, the new Ghostbusters are uh, four women were found uh, to be, they were found, like, chosen by the government to take care of the ghosts, but the government wants no association with them because they're trying to stand on the ground that ghosts don't exist. Of course. So they'll, yeah. like, completely deny their existence at, like, a press conference and then yeah. call them up afterwards and be like, I'm so sorry about that, but you know what we got to do. Yeah, So it's kind of like a Men in Black-y, uh, Men in Black thing as well as a Ghostbusters thing, and it's kind of clever. I like the idea of Peter Dinklage being the uh, ghost villain of the series. Sure. But, you know, again, I would also prefer that it not uh, happen. Um, and in addition to that, uh, apparently there's being work on uh, work being done on a uh, Channing Tatum and uh, Chris Pratt uh, spinoff as well. Um, so Screw it. I don't lots care. Of, lots of Ghostbusters going on. All right. To news that was leaked through more official channels. Oh, um, none. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, – this was actually last week, but I saved it till this week, Wayne, because I figured you would uh, appreciate this the most. Okay. Um, which is that Toho has announced they are going to make a new Godzilla movie to come out in 2016 in japan domestically first and possibly international that's correct later okay that's correct how you feel about that i am actually curious to see what the japanese take on godzilla is going to be in the wake of the western release yeah me too if they said one of their plans was uh, that they wanted to have their national hero back in the spotlight in time for the uh, tokyo olympics okay so presumably godzilla could light the olympic torch at the ceremony I'm wondering whether or not it's still going to be a guy in a suit or whether or not they're finally going to go CG or not. It's the big question, isn't it? Yeah. It's really the big question. Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting, Mm -hmm. um, especially since, like, the U.S. Godzilla movies are not going to stop. So there's suddenly going to be two Godzillas going on at the same time. And the same monsters, too, because don't they... That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. I am hoping for Man in Suit. Um, I feel like through animatronics, they could do something interesting with it that no one had seen. And then obviously some CGI extension. Yeah, yeah but that's that requires a budget. I mean, like presumably they'd put sink a bunch of money into this. They could get some international I don't know. cash. I mean, but like, also you have to remember they just got a bunch of money from yeah. the American producers that just did the other movies. Very true. Yeah, because yeah, Godzilla movies, you know, traditionally have yeah. never had huge budgets in Japan. No, mm-hmm. no, like but not, this, not compared to like you know Hollywood budgets. Of course, so. but this sucker proved that. You know, there's so, a global yeah. audience. We'll, yeah, that's we'll, fair. We'll see how it we'll goes. We'll see. It'll be intriguing. It'll be very intriguing. Um, and then uh, news that I really enjoyed personally, uh, The Big Lebowski has been entered into the Library of Congress's National Film Registry. As it should be. Which I'm so pleased about. Um, I have nothing to say beyond that. Just very pleased that that happened. That's the thing. Um, yeah, yep. fun. Uh, that, little... that movie really ties the Congress together. Ex- oh, good, oh, good yeah. one. Yeah, yeah okay. good one. Um, so, and then uh, another little fun thing. Uh, Natalie Portman said in an interview this week that the uh, Star Wars prequels almost ruined her careers because, because every Everyone thought she was the shitty actress, and she couldn't get work for a few years. 
which I think is great. That's amazing. Yeah, which, I gotta be honest, I thought she was a shitty actress for a few years because too, of that. yeah. Yeah, so I'm glad she came back. And then finally again... But this she was in Black Swan. She was fine in Black Swan. She was. She was amazing but in Black Swan. Exactly. We're all, we're all on board with Natalie Portman now. Yeah. But there was a time. Yeah. And, um, and then one last thing, uh, which again, uh, Wayne, this is uh, for you because uh, I'm not super familiar with Sandman. But uh, oh, no. Neil Gaiman mm-hmm. uh, came up with what he wanted for his choices for Sandman. He said that he initially had wanted Benedict Cumberbatch, but given that he's Doctor Strange, it would be too weird for him to headline two comic book series That's at the same fair. time. Yeah. So yes. now he's hoping for uh, Tom Hiddleston. How, do you, feel, how sure. do you feel about him? That could work. I like him a yeah, lot. Yeah, I just don't know the yeah. the uh, character of Sandman well enough to be able to. No, he could play it in my mind. Yeah, he could. He, he could pull it off. I mean, ideally, they just get like you know Robert Smith, circa the eighties. Yeah. Um, since the initial images for the Sandman were actually based off the lead singer of the Cure. Absolutely. Um, Groundbreaking but, gothness. But uh, yeah, since that's not going to happen in no. this universe, then yeah, okay, sure, Loki, that could work. Yeah. The most the weird thing about Did it. You see, was that, uh, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. The weird thing about that is that within the Sandman universe, there's also Loki as well, but I guess you can't get him to play oh, really? that role. If a... I didn't realize. Oh, and it's just Loki in general. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, not, not like, you know, Loki, the Marvel Universe yeah. version, but um, yeah, yeah, because the, the Sandman universe is, it, it basically plays with all the mythologies. So oh, cool. there is a Loki within the Sandman universe as well. Intriguing. And Tom's not going to be playing that, obviously, yeah. if he's going to be. That'll be a great moment so, when they first meet. Yeah. I find it hard to believe they won't uh, yeah. miss that opportunity. So, yeah, that'd be amazing. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, and also, um, I don't know if you've seen uh, Only Lovers Left Alive, the uh, Jim Jarmusch vampire movie that Tom Hiddleston did. Yeah, that was interesting. It's but, actually popped up on Canadian Netflix just this week. There you go. So, I'm going to watch it. Check it out for sure. Yeah. Um, this is, again, uh, only knowing the broad strokes of Sandman and having seen a lot of the images, uh, the kind of burned out rocker vampire that he plays yeah. in that yeah that is that's the image that popped in my mind with just like some eye makeup mm-hmm. and i could instantly see it yeah it could work yeah. yeah so we'll see anyway that's it for me for news do you have anything okay. Wayne? yeah there have been a, a few things um here and there that have been going on um let's see probably one of the uh okay so assassin's creed unity has obviously not been doing you know it's like very no. well because it was like so buggy and all that sort of thing yeah. they released you know a series of patches to try and fix it. Mm-hmm. And then there was like a huge snafu with the latest patch. If you were an Xbox One owner, where right. like the latest patch was actually pretty big. It was like seven gigs, mm-hmm. which is gigantic. That's, yeah. But if you were an Xbox One owner, there were like some network problems where some Xbox One owners found out that the, uh, the system didn't want to recognize the patch and just wanted to re-download the entire game instead. Mm. So some people were like, why is this patch 40 gigs? <laughs> Which was like, yeah, okay, that's that's just like you know completely ridiculous. And yeah. Ubisoft at the time was like, okay, we don't know why this is happening, but we're looking into it. It's a known <laughs> issue. We're sorry. We're sorry. Um, but yeah, that was very very strange. Yeah, it's not and good. Just just nope. you know, more of you know, it's like yeah, Ubisoft screwing up this year. Yeah, Ubisoft's not having a good year. They are not no. having a good year at all. It's been bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, in other news, it's um, okay. Uh, Phil might actually be interested in this. Sweet. So, the uh, guy that plays uh, the the guy that was the voice actor for um, Franklin, um, his name is um, Sean Fontano. In G- Franklin in GTA Five. Yeah, Franklin in yeah. GTA Five. Yeah, Sean Fontano 
has uh, recently admitted that he got called back into the studio to record new lines Dynamite. GTA Five. DLC, so this probably means that you know, yeah, the the long ago promised DLC because it was yeah. actually supposed to come out this year, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't know if it was ever officially announced. I just I think, assumed that no, there at, was going to be some. Yeah, yeah. They, they talked about it would be at the end of 2014. Yeah, yeah, was was the, yeah. but was that the like uh, the online missions pack? No, no, no. no there was there was talk of they, no, it is story they, okay. they had. Yeah. Said in 2013 yep. that both DLC stories, uh, missions, and online heists okay. were coming in 2014. I, I remember they was. I remember yeah. there was a story about um, the fact they would not make people wait like they did for the last generation. Yeah, yeah and then boy, did they never. Yeah, they, they, no. neither yeah. of those things came through. Yeah. So yeah, my hope is just that means that they're really good. Um, that the time's being taken uh, to get them to do it. I right. think most of what the time's been doing is making this version of the game or the PS4 version yeah. of the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, okay, in related GTA Five news, there was an interview where one of the developers actually finally came out and s- explained why online heists have been taking so long. And, why and <laughs> his reason was like, oh, yeah, oh, my God. It's like, you know, yeah, I never really thought of it that way. Basically, you know, it's like when they announced that they were going to be doing heists, yeah, it yeah. was all still like, you know, in concept mode. And yeah. they thought, okay, this is great, so we'll just announce it because how how hard could it be to do this? But then... The more and more they started working on how to do heists, the more and more they ran into a problem, which is when you watch a heist in a movie, mm-hmm. you have the camera just constantly flipping to whoever's doing the most interesting thing at that time. Right. Meanwhile, the getaway driver or the guy in tech is either sitting in an office right. or sitting in the car, right. and they don't get right. any action until right at the end when everybody jumps into the car and says, okay, go, 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 yeah, go. Yeah, even, yeah, like, yeah. even like if you had a heist movie, the guy that's drilling into the wall yeah. for 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then, and then while he's doing that, they cut over to like, what else is somebody else yeah. doing? That's it. And so yeah. that was the brick wall that Rockstar came up against is right. like, what do we do in the meantime when yeah. the guys are doing the most interesting things? Like, what does that getaway driver do the whole time? So yeah. they've actually been spending all of this time trying to come up with mini games and distractions and other things yeah. to give these people something right. to do until it is their time to shine when people finally jump into the van or car and say, okay, mm. go, go, go. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because, really you know, it's like, well, yeah, when you stop and think about it, I'm like, yeah, okay, honestly, I don't know what I would do yeah. to handle this is like a half an hour heist and the getaway driver only comes into it for like the last yeah. five or ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. What's he doing for the first 20? I'm like, yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, well, yeah. you could do something interesting where you have characters jump between characters. So basically there's always like there's like ten people in the heist but yeah. only three people are being played and it right. just keeps jumping yeah. from character to character. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, I guess you could do that. But I mean like, you know, but they did say it was like we finally cracked it and that's okay. why the heists are nice. finally coming early in 2015. Cool. But that was the holdup, was just getting yeah. over To be that. fair, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes, makes sense to hold up. That's, yeah. that's a gigantic design yeah. hump that I'm like, okay, yeah, that, that's really hard. Yeah. That's a tough nut to crack. Makes perfect sense. But, I, ho- I hope the story DLC comes out fast because yeah. that's what I want to play. Did most. you actually get yeah. a chance to play the GTA 4 ones when they came out? Like the Ballad of no, Gay Tony and no, all that? No, I, I didn't because I... They were great. Were they? Yeah. Oh, they were actually the really good. Yeah. The Ballad of Gay Tony was amazing. Was it? it was yeah. so good. I just got kind of bored with GTA 4. I never even finished the straight story. Well, The original story was... They had that dual ending that both were kind of dumb. Yeah. yeah. I just, like, it was I, too bleak. Yeah, it wasn't I, fun. It was And I also bleak. got into PS3 late. Yeah, Because okay. I got Wii first. Yeah. So by the time I had, like, I had it and Red Dead Redemption. And at a certain oh, point. Oh, yeah, Red Dead was amazing. Red yeah. Dead instead. And Undead Nightmare is amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, Undead Nightmare. That's what I want is something like that. Yeah. Not necessarily with zombies, but something that 
huge. I, I want to go back and play The End of the Nightmare. I it's really great. do. Oh, it's fantastic. I still have to play it. Oh, really? Really? Oh, I've never played it. you got to do that. Yeah, I know. It's, a, it's so good. Yeah. It it's, is, it's really well done. Yeah, it was like, really it's amazing. It's really solid. Yeah, so, yeah, I just hope, so, and that's the thing, is that kind of set the standard yeah. for where they're at with uh, DLC content at Rockstar, so hopefully they do. And also, I hope that they, you know, it's been a long time since they created, like, a new original game, so it would be nice to see them do that. Yeah, they haven't done that in a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll see. Yeah, and also, and I would love a new Red Dead for the next gen. No kidding. I think we all would. Yeah. Actually, I think they're working on that. I'm sure. I hope so. Yeah, if yeah. they're not, they're stupid. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the um, last bit of news, it's another one of these, like, you know, Japanese developers losing faith in their own technology. Right. Um, because previously we had Square announcing that they were giving up on their in-house Luminous engine mm-hmm. for Kingdom Hearts and that they were switching over to Unreal. Um, now Capcom for the next Street Fighter game is also saying, we're abandoning the MT Frameworks engine and we're also switching over to Unreal 4. Mm. That seems so, weird to me. So suddenly it's like all of these Japanese guys are like, you know, screw it. It's not worth making a new graphics engine. Let's just go to Epic and just license the Unreal engine and use their thing. Real. So, really? Yeah. So, huh. huh uh, yeah. Bizarre. But, um, yeah, I'm excited for Street Fighter 5. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, yeah, it, it's, it's very weird. Like, Konami is one of the few guys who are kind of sticking to their guns and saying, you know, it's like, nope, we've made this engine. We're going to use it. Like, yeah. They're going to be using it on Silent Hills. I mean, to be fair, we, the, we the, saw it in action with PT, and that yeah, game looked so amazing. Good, yeah. I, I, the Fox engine seems like a better designed engine than the MT framework. MT yeah. framework has always been kind of a mess. Yeah. At least because it always has this weird... Because I know that um, a lot of the games had a lot of problems on PC because of MT framework. Mm-hmm. They just really chuggy, didn't quite work right. Mm-hmm. I just think Capcom's not very good at engines. Just throwing it out there. But Square seems to be that's what it knows. It knows to make nice looking things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised that Square is dumping it though. Mm, yeah, it's very weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's probably there's probably an internal reason that it's like maybe a, it's too especially slow. Especially since they like, they had that huge demo at one point yeah. showing off like the Crystal Tools engine and it's like this thing looks amazing and they're now suddenly they're like, Yeah, we know that demo looked amazing, but you know what? We're not using it anymore yeah. ourselves. Like, wow, that's a real problem. Well they're using it for the new Final Fantasy yeah, game. Yeah, they are. But maybe it's just maybe just too much work to design in that engine. Yeah, it could just be a long yeah, process. It's, of it's like, just weird that you know, like Kingdom Hearts has already been in development for years, and they're yeah. still like we're we're just going to ditch all the work we've done and just <laughs> port well, it over. It to might Unreal, it so. might be faster to port it over than it is to keep working in yeah. Crystal Tools. It might just yeah. be a slow engine to work maybe, with. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, the last bit of news that we've got going is then this one. I just like I this came out of nowhere. I like yeah. I could not have predicted this is. Telltale, the uh-huh. adventure game guys, and Mojang, the creators of Minecraft. Now owned by Microsoft. Have, yeah, now owned by Microsoft, have announced a team up to create uh, Minecraft Story Mode, which is going to be a five episode adventure game set Intriguing. in the Minecraft world by Telltale. Weird. Yeah. I don't weird. think that sounds good at all. That sounds dumb. But they're doing it. Yeah. This is what they're doing. It's like it's going to be a Minecraft adventure game in five episodes yeah. by Telltale. Well, who knows? I thought the Lego movie was a bad idea, too. Maybe yeah, it'll true. be like that. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah, I'm is, skeptical. I'm really I am, skeptical. I am, too. Uh, but I also uh, will admit to complete and total in- ignorance on Minecraft. Like, I've seen it. I know of it. I have never mm-hmm. used it, ever. Well, it's a giant tool set. I don't, the thing is, I don't think there's any story mode to take. So it's basically a blank slate of boxy things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, on the other hand, Telltale's got some pretty decent writers. Yeah, so, that's fair. Know, it's like, yeah. At the very least, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it'll probably be like, you know, an entertaining story. And we'll just say, well, that game didn't need to be made, but at least it was amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. So, totally fair. Yeah. 
so yeah, that's what I've got in terms of the. It's game intriguing. It's weird game. that the licenses that they've been picking, they've it's, been picking it's up really since Walking odd. Dead. Yeah. It's I been mean, a like lot of unexpected Walking choices. Dead, Fables, yeah. um, Game of Thrones, Borderlands, Borderlands now Minecraft, and yeah. then somewhere in there, I think. Um, They've also were they working on King's Quest? They oh. are. They are. Oh, that'd be fun. Well, okay. Actually, somebody else has already announced that there's a King's Quest reboot, but yeah. it's not them. I um, thought it yeah. was Telltale yeah. had King's Quest as the license. They did at yeah. some point. Yeah. I'd like Space Quest to come. Back. I would love Space Quest. That was a good game. I got a feeling yeah. it won't though. I'm thinking the same thing. What about Police Quest? I never played that. Was uh, that good? It was interesting. Yeah. It wasn't as good. The it most wasn't. interesting thing about Police Quest was that it used actual police procedure. So oh, you yeah? could actually fail the game if you did not follow police procedure. <laughs> yep. Meaning that you know if somebody was speeding and you just stopped them and pulled out your gun and shot them, it's like, yeah, that's you, a game over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was weird. That's funny. Um, so you want to talk about what you've been seeing, Phil? Sure. I'm guessing you've seen... Some uh, major movies? Yeah, I've seen a bunch of stuff. No? No, yeah, there's one that that I will not be seeing. Um, Well, yeah, I mean, I guess the most obvious one to talk about it would be The Hobbit uh, 3. Um, So, yeah, saw that. Um, And now it's over. Yeah, now it's over at long last. We Uh, never need to watch another Middle Earth movie again. Yeah. I will say this about it. Um, Unless mm, he gets the license for Silmarillion mm, and starts cranking those out, which I hope does not happen. I mean, I don't think it will happen anytime soon. I, I also, there's, that thing spans, think like, thousands of years. Yeah. yeah. Like, it would be very hard to do movies of because there's only, like, few characters. Like, then he slept for a thousand years. Then yeah. he's back. It would be a good money-making TV series, though, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's probably the route that'll go. But anywho, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I will say this about it. I think it is uh, easily the best of the three of the Hobbit movies. Is that a good thing? Um, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, like, the problem... I haven't hated the Hobbit movies. It's just been... They didn't I, need to be three movies. Well, that's exactly it. That's the central flaw, and there's no way to fix that. That's a flaw here, too. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the bottom line is this. The movie starts with uh, Smaug uh, destroying a city in, in, like, one of the most amazing, like, dragon-based action sequences okay. I've ever seen. And then stuff slows down for a bit, and people talk about, like, power and greed and stuff. And uh, there's a we, they wrap up the uh, appendix subplot with uh, Gandalf, um, which is basically all being an excuse to have a climax where uh, Gandalf and uh, Kate Blanchett's uh, elf yeah. and Christopher Lee uh, fight the uh, a half power Sauron. Um, what? That never happened. Yeah, um, it's kind of a cool scene, but you're just sort of like, wow, well, what's this got to do with anything? Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, there is kind of an interesting. I feel like uh, the way that I, I do now that I've seen all the three movies, I yeah. do see the grand design in that it wasn't just a Hobbit movie; it was also designed so that now all six movies feel like one continuous story in yeah, a way yeah. that they didn't really initially, as as written. And uh, I'm certain if one were to watch them all uh, in chronological order, yeah. it would play much, much, much. It would play quite. It would play pretty well. I mean, okay. like it would be a bit of a slog to get through the one with the 45 minute dinner scene. <laughs> Um, no matter what, right off the bat. But I think, yeah, there would be an interesting escalation of drama from one film to the next. Within those six, unfortunately, the way uh, they came out uh, and how I saw them is uh, that opposite effect. Uh, so, yeah, they, I mean, the bottom line is the, these movies have never, like, quite captured the sort of majesty yeah. and impressiveness of the Lord of the Rings movies. And they all, and there's also the matter of the fact that, like, Peter Jackson did revolutionize the fantasy film yeah. market with Lord of the Rings. You can only really do that once, and it can't help but feel a little repetitive yeah. now to go back. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, yeah, opens with the dragon scene. 
discussions of power, and then as an hour-long battle scene. Five armies! Yeah, so it's hard. It's it's It takes a real cynical heart to yeah. find that not entertaining. It's also the short, shortest of all the films by far. Um, okay. It's like uh, just barely two and a half hours, which is pretty sweet. Um, and Billy Connolly plays a dwarf king and calls uh, goblins buggers at one point. Of which course I uh, with moment straight to my heart. Um, Jackson, uh, I think, does some uh, really extraordinary, a couple really extraordinary set pieces in this that okay. are better than anything of the three movies, in particular, like the big sort of final fight between. Uh, yeah, but he likes his gigantic armies clashing. I mean, oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. That's, I know, that's I know, what I know. he excels oh, at. It's like you give him the giant armies, and you know that you're in for a good time. Oh, I know, I know. But there was also like even within the like sort of set pieces and battle scenes that I've seen in in the last two movies. Uh, none of them. There are some in here that really hit me in the same way that I, I haven't seen in a Peter Jackson movie in quite some time. Okay. There's in particular the final fight between the sort of uh, manufactured goblin villain and uh, Richard Armitage's uh, corrupt leader of the dwarves. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes place on ice and has some really extraordinary moments in it. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, all the plots wrap up, which is satisfying for the most part, except for that. Did you watch either of the previous Hobbit? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I so that. Too, so. Added uh, love story between the dwarf and the and the um, and the yeah and the elf. I always hated, and that's like mercifully been cut to a minimum in this. But it still has a final scene where uh, Evangeline Lily's elf says, uh, "If I had known that this is what love was, I never would have wanted it." Which is like unforgiving, okay. I, unforgivingly cheesy and shitty, especially in a movie that's is it, about. Is it right down there with Natalie Portman? And you're breaking my heart. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So, so like that. So there are. Because da- that is like an all-time low in cinematic Ugh. history. So there are downbeats like that, and but uh, overall, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I think ultimately, like the, the series that. It, we it, on a certain level, I think that, that you should compare this the Hobbit series to in a light that will make the Hobbit series seem good is is not the Lord of the Rings movies because it's sort of impossible to recapture, but the Star Wars prequels. Mm-hmm. And on that extremely low level, these okay. are infinitely better. Yeah. I mean, it's you're never going to recapture something, but this at least these are at least particularly now that all said and done, it has been a fun ride. Mm-hmm. I wish it had been like half the length. Yeah. <laughs> but but what, did, can you, what can you do? Yeah. yeah, no. No childhoods were destroyed yeah. in the making of this trilogy. Yeah, so. there was some fun stuff done in this. This is a feature length climax, and it's it's a good time, provided that you're judging it on the standard of what the Hobbit movies are and not what the Lord of the Rings movies were. Okay. And yeah, I'm perfectly enjoyable. Like, if, if uh, you're only ever to see one Hobbit movie, I'd say this is the one. Okay. Uh, so I will get around to watching it eventually. You should. Probably in the exact yeah, no, same way that I watched the yeah, others. Yeah, don't feel like you got to like, rush out. Yeah. Definitely not. But uh, but do, uh, yeah, but definitely do do yeah. check it out. Check it out eventually. And, and yeah, and they, and that was the thing is like by the end, it, like when, when this ended, it was more of a sense of relief of, oh, it's over. Okay. Well, I wasn't, yeah. that was okay. Versus like when the Lord of the Rings trilogy ended yeah, eight times, like, when it ended eight times. Yeah. I, at the end, there was like a sense of loss mm-hmm. that is not here because yeah. it's just not the same. But good times nonetheless. And the thing that I'm most excited about it about this whole thing being over is that it means that now uh, we can get a new Peter Jackson movie, which we haven't really had as long as it's not King yeah. Kong too. Well, that's the thing is like even that King Kong just felt like him doing. Obviously, King Kong meant something to him, but it felt more like an excuse to keep the Lord of the Rings production team together. Mm. 
than something that was actually a new movie from Peter Jackson. So I'm really hoping that now that this is finally done, we'll get something cool from Peter Jackson because up until and including the Lord of the Rings movies, he was easily one of my favorite filmmakers. That's yeah. fair. And yeah. I would love to love him like that again. Um, so I hope he does something. I hope I would love him to do like a Dragon to Hell type. I would love that. Oh, yeah. Actor man, movie, wouldn't yeah. that be great? Yeah, just, so good. just go like you know, smaller budget. Not well, saying low, but what was, go yeah. with the what was his budget. early movie? Bad Taste, Dead Alive, yeah, Dead Alive, Alive messed up. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, uh, Heavenly, Heavenly Creatures. creatures. Yeah. yeah, some uh, amazing. Stuff. I didn't remember Heavenly Creatures. Oh, it's great. It's based Is on that tr- the one with Sam Neill in it. Or no, or? it has uh, Kate Winslet in it. Yeah, it was okay. one of her first roles. It was a true story of two uh, New, New Zealand girls who formed this really disturbingly close codependent friendship. Um, where they spent most of their time living in this imagined fantasy world that they created Weird, for each okay. other. And then it, it ultimately concluded with the parents being so disturbed by the relationship they wanted to tear them apart. Because there was also a certain level of, of lesbian love and it yeah, was in enough, the yeah. 50s at a time when that was completely not acceptable. Mm-hmm. So the parents ultimately decided to do everything they could to split them apart. And as a result, one of the girls uh, murdered one of their mothers. Of course. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's an amazing movie. So anyway, yeah, I hope he does something like that again. That'd be great. Um, yeah. In terms of other holiday releases, um, what else was good? I mean, not a lot of... Like, I saw Annie. That was disgustingly horrible. I, I heard saw, that. Ugh. Um, yeah, I wish fucking Sony had canceled that for Christmas, quite frankly. Um, and uh, what else is there? Uh, oh, Into the Woods, saw that. Uh, that, like, in isolated sequences, uh, has some very good renditions of uh, Stephen Songhine's uh, work oh, as an good. overall film is garbage. Fair enough. Uh, it's, well, not garbage. It's just kind of a mess. I think, like, I think Into the Woods could have been made into a great movie had it been assigned to a filmmaker who was willing to take it on and make it his own. So they got Rob Marshall. And what's Into the Woods based on? Uh, Into the Woods is a Stephen Songhine musical okay. um, that is a combination of three different grim story t- tales, okay. uh, fairy tales together. So there's uh, Red Riding Hood, uh, Jack and the Beanstalk, Rapunzel, and then one that he's invented Was that Disney? a witch tying them together. Did Disney do that one? Disney did the movie, yes. Yeah. Um, and That's... the production design just looks like budget Tim Burton knockoff. It's kind of okay. ugly. In particular, Johnny Depp's costume is like unforgivable. Of course shitty. Johnny Depp's in there. Of course he is. Yeah, he plays the Big Bad Wolf. Um, that... His yeah, that relationship between Big Bad Wolf and uh, the Little Red Riding Hood on stage. Little Red Riding Hood's supposed to be a girl in her early twenties, and there's yeah. like, very disturbing sexual yeah, yeah. undertones to it. Uh, she's a little girl in this, so that's both toned down and creepy at yeah, the same that's time. Weird. So, uh, um, and and like the biggest problem is just that it was so specifically designed for the stage and be a big grand epic yeah. that like. There's a point when it feels like all the stories are wrapping up and it's going to be a happy ending, and then it's not. And on stage, that's the act break, and you're like, oh, wow, where's it going to go now? In film, you're like, oh, fuck, I have to sit here for Lord knows how long now. I thought this story was over. So, it's, yeah, it's it's got nice bits. Overall, it's not good. And um, uh, Angelina Jolie has a war movie called Unbroken. That's just garbage. I've heard that the Japanese are very upset for this one. Whatever. I'm, no, what's it about? Is it I'm a World upset. War II movie? Yeah, yeah, it's a true story about this guy. That's the thing is like it's a story that's so naturally and like exciting and entertaining that yeah. it should be impossible to fuck up, but she did. Wow. And yeah, okay. it's, it's like this this uh, yeah, basically guy who was an Olympic runner. He joined the army in World War II. He was uh, on a uh, bomber mm. plane. It got shot Flying down. Fortress. Yeah, it, it got shot down over the ocean. He then spelled, spent three weeks on the ocean surviving. Uh, when his boat was found, it was found by a Japanese mooring ship, so he was then put into a uh, POW yep. camp, went through that. The Coen brothers wrote the script. 
um, amongst five other people. Um, oh, I'm sure there okay. was. I'm sure there, as soon as you said Cohen, I know. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. That, but then the five other people. Oh, yeah, oh, I'm okay. sure there was a great version of this the Cohen brothers wrote because I I don't know if it's specifically this, but there was a period about probably about ten years ago now where they were going to do a World War II movie that was done entirely silently okay, yeah. or with like uh, a Japanese characters speaking in Japanese with no subtitles, so it could play okay. entirely silently. This, based on the beats of the story, felt like it could have been that, but yeah. it's not that anymore. It opens with the one really good sequence in the movie, which is the plane being shot down that's genuinely tense, yeah. and then it should, from there, just go from one set piece to the next, but instead it does flash back to his childhood for of 40 minutes and yeah. drags the movie to halt and just garbage. Yeah, no, it's... it's so she's not a good director then? No. Okay. No. I think we're all wondering that. Competent, but it's just... And it's just frustrating because, like, she is, like, a genuinely interesting actress yeah. and a great movie star, and it's a shame that, that she's... That doesn't guarantee that you're a good director, though. Well, exactly, and it's just a shame that she's giving all that up yeah. to pursue making mediocre movies, um, yeah. which is a bummer. But what are you going to do? So I don't see that. Um, and then the movie that I would uh, really highly recommend is uh, Inherent Vice, uh, the, new, it's the new movie by Paul Thomas Anderson, who did uh, There Will Be Blood and Boogie Nights and Magnolia... Mm-hmm. And it's a um, stoner detective story set in the 70s. Of course it is. Um, based on Thomas Pynchon novel, Joaquin Phoenix plays a... Is yeah, he deeply troubled? Uh, moderately troubled. Okay. Uh, <laughs> plays uh, like a, as I said, stoner detective. Um, and he sort of gets embroiled in one of those uh, film noir mystery plots in which the hero is kind of incidental to the action. He's just sort of stumbling through a mystery story that gets solved uh, in a way that he has nothing to do with. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, and which, so it's one of the, it's, it did, yeah, type of, like, like the big sleep, um, like uh, Chinatown even, um, where like the first time you watch it, it is deliberately confusing and that's part of it. Um, and then you, because he's a stoner detective, you can pound on top of that. Uh, the fact that in just in his day-to-day life he wanders through in a confused daze. So there, you're doubling down on that. But so the first time I the first time I watched it, I found it um, fascinating. But like I was just kind of gasping for air to figure out what was going on. The second time it just plays like uh, like like Boogie Nights or Magnolia. It's hmm. this amazing little tapestry of Los Angeles in the late early '70s with an incredible cast and uh, it sort of captures that moment when like. Uh, Carol. Paul Anderson really does like LA. He's a ama- yeah, like he's amazing. He loves LA. He's amazing, and it has this um, yeah, it sort of captures that moment in the Zygest when people who had sort of put all of their faith and stock and life into the idealism of the hedonist '60s uh, mm-hmm. realized that the world is fucked and yeah. fell into the uh, disillusionment of the '70s, which is a cool moment. Which was great. Yeah, yeah which is a really cool moment. Moment in the movie, and like all, they're all characters who feel like yeah, they're like already nostalgic for the life they're living because they know it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's like a plot involving heroin. There's a plot involving a uh, psychotic, coked up dentist played by Martin Short. That's fantastic. Wow, that sounds oh, amazing! Amazing, wow, yeah, okay. amazing. Um, there's Michael K. Williams is in it. Owen Wilson plays a uh, formerly heroin addicted uh, jazz musician. Oh, of course. Um, uh, best of all, uh, Josh Brolin plays uh, this hilarious detective who sort of alternates between being uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's best friend and mortal enemy, who is also, in addition to being a kind of incompetent goofball detective, uh, try, is trying and struggling to be an actor. So you see him like on TV being a terrible extra and stuff in addition what? to being a detective. It's that sounds great. really, really that fun. Great. It's sort of halfway between, um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Robert Altman's The Long Goodbye, oh, yeah, Elliot yeah. Gould. Uh, it's a great uh, detective movie again set in this era because it was mm-hmm. made then um, with similar themes. I'd say it's halfway between that and The Big Lebowski, which is also covertly a sprawling Los Angeles detective story. Yeah. Um, so it's, it can be as funny as that. It can also be as like weird and disturbing as um, 
long goodbye is and i just think yeah it, it just felt like a like a kind of little mini masterpiece to me huh. i think paul thomas anderson's like probably the best director working today along with the coen brothers he hasn't done anything bad yet this is no exception and i highly 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 recommend it it's mm-hmm. weird and fun and wonderful and just kind of unlike anything else right now and and as I said, even if you watch it the first time, you're a little confused and off-put, I do genuinely recommend watching it a second time because uh, it bears the whole... Like, all his stuff only gets better the more yeah. you watch it. Mm. All Anderson movies bear repeat viewers. Yeah, he's, he's amazing, yeah. And, this is, and this is amazing. And if, yeah, if you're looking for something uh, to go see on Christmas that's decidedly un-Christmassy, mm. that's the one. Nice. And then one other thing I would like to talk very quickly about, um, just in terms of un-Christmas Christmas stuff, uh, is, uh, Brendan, have you ever seen the TV series Black Mirror? From yeah, that's the um, one that's kind of like Twilight Zone, exactly, but tech. But yeah. tech-based, yeah. Uh, they released a Christmas special this week. Did they? They aired, yeah, that John Hamm actually stars in. That um, sounds really weird. Yeah, it's uh, 70 minutes long. It's like a feature-length story, kind of an anthology piece. Like all their stories, that they're sort of sci-fi horror thought experiments based on sort of technological issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it is far and away the bleakest Christmas entertainment uh, I have ever seen. All Black Mirror is. Yeah, kind of, yeah, but like amazingly so. It ends with like the the probably the most disturbing use of a Christmas Carol of all time. That will change my perception of that song forever. Really? Yeah. It's and it's just if you I, I'm talking about it in very broad terms because I don't want to. No, you don't want to. I, I don't want to wreck stuff anything. Yeah, it's sort of like an amazing, conceptually driven, really unconventional, funny yet disturbing storytelling. Um, all I'll say is that do, do they, the stories connect? Uh, yes. Okay. They like initially appear to be separate, but they do all come together into okay. one story. Good. Um, and it, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, the only thing I guess I'll say, just because it's um, it's even been in the trailer and is so you so frequently mm. in it that it's not a big surprise. Is one of the things it hinges on is this idea that we all it, it takes place in a world where we all have uh, computers sort of implanted in our eye. Okay. Um, so we basically operates like uh, an iPhone. It does yeah. everything, and uh, you can actually choose to block people in the real world, which means oh, that's weird. if you block them, they only appear to be a digital smudge, and you can't hear anything they say. And if you've been blocked by someone, that person who blocked you appears to be a digital smudge, uh, but, and the only difference being you have no control over unblocking them. You're just forever unable to ever communicate with them, even if you're in the same that room. That is weird. Yeah. So that's like one of the things in there. It's much more complicated than that overall. But it is uh, it's amazing. It's officially part wow. of my okay. Christmas rotation. I'll be watching it from here. I'm on gonna out. have to see this then. I can't recommend it enough, and I can't recommend Black Mirror enough. No, I'd like to Black make, Mirror is amazing. I'd like that to make that my Christmas present to the listeners. It's on Netflix. To go now, out isn't and it? find yeah, Netflix America is playing yeah. Black Mirror. The Christmas holiday special isn't. You no. have to go about finding it whatever iPlayer. way you want to, but it is very easy to find. I if you sure. happen to have iPlayer in some magical yeah. way, you can watch it on iPlayer. Yep. There are a number of ways, um, yeah. and I encourage you to do so. That's fair. Um, especially if you, like myself, get tired of all the fucking Christmas cheer. And I do. Yeah, this is a good way to uh, feel to see the vision—a vision of Christmas from someone, uh, namely Charlie Brooker, who is infinitely more cynical than you could ever dream to be. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, that's that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wayne, you been playing anything? Uh, just Dragon Age and Grand Theft I don't think we want to hear anything more about that. <laughs> nope. It's just, it's just Dragon Age and GTA. Okay. Yeah. So, Phil, yeah. play anything? GTA. Okay. GTA. Well, then we'll wrap up there. It's a <laughs> solid length there. Um, mm-hmm. As always, I'll do the usual Melanie stuff. You can follow us on iTunes by searching. Well, if you were listening to this, you can find us on iTunes as well. You can also find us on SoundCloud. If you like us on any of these sources... 
please rate and comment on the podcast. We'd love to hear your comments. You can also write in to the podcast if you want, and we might read it on air at podcast at cgmakeonline.com. You can follow us on Facebook at Comics Gaming Magazine. You can follow us on Twitter at CGM+. As always, you can follow all the members of CGM, uh, CGM via their Twitters. Phil is at that Phil Brown. Wayne is real Wayne Santos. And I am BFry26. Melanie is, I believe, Kicks in Chaos. I'm going to say that's what it yep. is. Um, from everyone here at CGM, I wish you a great weekend. And holiday. And holiday. Uh, tune in. I guess there won't be a podcast. There will be not a Pixels and Ink podcast for the next week or so. Yeah. Two, two weeks? weeks? Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So uh, until that time, we have some special video content planned for you. So stay tuned for that next week. Have a great weekend and see you in a bit. Bye. Bye.